Welcome, everybody, to No BS with Brian and Susan. It is the Halloween spectacular episode. It's spooky. It's ghoulish. It's amazingly sweet. I'm Brian Kluger, and I'm joined by the hostess with the most is the person I like to go trick-or-treating with still as an adult, Susan Stevens. Hey, I, I wish I could still trick-or-treat. I really do. You you could. You, you could. Yeah, be that creeper. I honestly, I always, I always tell Trevor if we just wore masks, they they would just think we were high schoolers. I mean, I'm telling you, when I had uh, the house and not a gated neighborhood, um, mm-hmm. I don't care who came to the door. If you were dressed up as anything, you got candy. Sure, <laughs> I don't care how old you were. Well, I think it's funny because. Um, for real, like parents would come and they definitely had their own bag. Like we would, the, the kid, I'd put candy in their bag and I swear a parent would have a bag and be like, mm, like, like, like put their hand out like this bag too. And I'm like, who's for that for? Like, I mean, I would give it to them, but uh, and, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I'll give anybody who comes to the door candy, honestly. Right. Me to- too. I don't want to give candy to people that are not dressing up, but mm-hmm. Hey, couple 50 year olds came to the door and dressed up. I'm like, man, have some candy. This is amazing. I feel like everybody should trick or treat. It's a fun holiday to get. It candy. is. I mean, there's nothing better than getting a big haul of candy and then coming home and putting it all on the floor to see what you got and then organizing according to what's the best candy. So, you know where to start and to end on the best. That's how I did it. Damn it, Susan. Can we just go trick or treat this year dressed up and then do that and film us for the podcast trading candy and see what we got? I wish I used to have a scream mask and um, I know I did it when I got a little bit older. I uh, wore scream mask to trick or treat because I was like, no one's going to say anything. Right. It's the way to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. No BS, Brian and Susan. It's the podcast. You're here. We love you. It's the Halloween episode, so it's late at night. The ghouls are mm-hmm. out. The werewolves are out. Uh, it's going to get spooky because we're going to be talking about horror things later on. We're going to be talking about movies. We're going to be talking about our blind watch. But first, holy fucking Moses, the <laughs> finale of Bachelor in Paradise. Woo! The show, Susan forced me to watch Did not force it (laughs) (laughs) i still think it's funny because i was fully prepared for us not to talk about paradise uh and wait until michelle's season but oh my god what a finale this was um well brian this was your first paradise so you don't really know what to compare it to but i don't i don't i don't know if there's uh, like supposed to be one couple that ends up or many couples ending up but i I'll, i'll let me say this Bachelor in Paradise, I went into it kicking and screaming, and I came out the other end of it like, holy God, this was more fun than the actual Bachelor or Bachelorette show. Really? You like it more? I don't know if I like it more. I just have more fun with it because it's just so ridiculous in so many ways. It well, it's like raunchier and like more wild and stuff because basically the people who didn't get picked are finally free to. If you notice, 
when people go on the bachelor bachelorette, they're definitely more on their best behavior because it's a slightly like classier show that they want to be like more. Oh yes. You know, like they're only fighting for one person. So they need to be on their best behavior and like really show off. But in paradise, they're like, all right, I'm sweating. I'm gross. I'm going to eat. I'm going to get drunk. And I want to hook up with a lot of people. So, um, and this was by far the raunchiest season. I've never seen so much food being licked off each other and like, it's just sticky and messy and sexual. Oh, so much boom, boom room. Like that is not normal. I mean, it, from where it started to where it's ended, it has gotten extremely more rated R. Um, Well, I think that's, they're trying to keep up with the times and the pacing and keep, you know, something different and original right? and, you know, adding the food, adding the sex. I mean, you do food. Have you done food stuff or anything like that? No, I have not because that sounds so miserable. Have you? Yes, of course I've done food stuff. You? You Oh my God, (laughs) you would like, Oh, that just sounds miserable to me. So Uh, I'll, I'll say about the food stuff. If you're going to do dairy, like whipped cream, you got to shower afterwards. You can't just, you know, stuff stick on you. Yeah. Because it's like, goes bad. (laughs) I'm sure I would imagine. But just picture your favorite food and eating it off somebody you liked. I does not turn me on. It does not. But, and it was not fun to watch on Paris. No, it's, it's not fun to watch. Yeah. I gagged like legit gagged from the whipped cream and the tacos. Like I couldn't even watch it. Well, I, I didn't like the whipped cream on the feet. I Mm. could do the chest, but if you're going to eat stuff off of body parts, go like sushi with it. Do not do Mexican food like guacamole Mm. and queso Mm -mm. and runny sour cream. It's just really gross. Legit makes me want to throw up right now. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's so gross. It's like, and it, we're just so into all that. Like, I, I mean, these, yeah, props to the, but, but okay. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. But I will say, as wild of a season as it was, there was so, this was the most couples came out of this paradise than any other season of paradise. Um, just to give a rundown for people, the couples that, First, there was three couples that got engaged. That was fan favorites, Joe and Serena, um, the Kenny and Mari, mm-hmm. and Ryan and Marissa, who props to them because, you know, they got a lot of backlash for the Boom Boom Room night one, uh, like, or well, their first date hooking up together. But I think if anything, it just shows they knew what they wanted and they were sexual people. And, you know, yeah, it, I, I agree with that. I want to go to, Joe and Serena. So, okay. I never knew Joe before this. And it seems like he was a fan favorite of Joe grocery store. Joe. Now does Joe grocery store, Joe own a grocery store? Does he work at one? So really quick, just because you didn't know him, um, Becca, who was the bachelorette that joined this season, Joe went on her season and went home night one. She sent him home night one. He literally had an intro he did own a grocery store at the time. He does not anymore, but at the time he owned a grocery store and she sent him home and all of the women 
all of these fans were like, how could you send home this guy night one? Because he was cute. He was nice, but he was really awkward and nervous with her. That's why she ultimately sent him home because he was like a nervous wreck, as you kind of could see how he is um, until he gets comfortable. And then he went to paradise and that's where he met Kendall. We saw that love story unfold and everyone fell even more in love with grocery store Joe, but even more so after this season, because Joe is seriously the only guy I would have picked um, to want to be with on that Island to be honest. Yeah. He he's a pretty amazing person. And so yeah. Serena, we met on Matt's season mm-hmm. and she really liked him. We both like Serena and Matt really liked her, but when they got intimate on one of their things, she just was like, nope, don't want anything to do with this. Let me go. And he was hurt by it. She sent, she walked him out. She yeah. was like, she walked him out. She had no, she told Matt, I don't think you're my person. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. She walked him out. And so I was a little leery of her, like, okay, is she going to do the same thing with Joe? Because I like Joe. Is she going to get mm-hmm. real close and then do the same thing? But they, they fell in love, and it was just cool to see that happen. I, I have to add, with Serena, I was so hesitant when she and Joe were becoming something because I did, I had her how she was with Matt. And I was like, gosh, this girl's not going to open up. She's not ready. And it really goes to show that when you find the right person, you can show a side of yourself that you didn't even know was like possible because you're, you're with the person that just makes you feel so comfortable. Like she was so uncomfortable with Matt. I mean, uncomfortable. I wasn't even crazy about her personality, but she even admitted herself before they got engaged. She got emotional talking about how she felt like she was so happy that she could be this person with Joe and Mm -hmm. it it just got me emotional. I was like, wow, that is really sweet. Like, and then can I just say, first of all, the whole bringing Kendall showing up, uh, his ex shows up literally a producer stunt three times during the thing, (laughs) three times. I thought she showed up three times during this show. Well, she showed up and like was on the show, but then she left and then she showed up before his proposal, which was such a ploy by the producers. And it was dumb. It was literally to say nothing. But I think right when you knew Serena is totally meant to be is Joe tells her my ex just showed up and her immediate reaction is, are you okay?" Yeah, I can promise you if that's what Trevor told me before we were getting engaged. I don't think I'd have the, I don't think my words would be, are you okay? I don't think so. I, <laughs> I would be, I, I think I would do that. I was, are you, you think okay? You would say, are you okay? That's the first words you would say. Are yeah, you okay? because I know, because if it was the same situation, I'm sure Joe and Serena talked about it. It's like, I'm done with her. Like, this is crazy. She's showing up. I didn't know this was going to happen. This is just fucking with me. And if she showed up again, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You okay? I think I would do I mean, that. I guess you're right. If it's depending on what was discussed, I guess I'm imagining it out of the blue. So we don't, we're not in that situation. I guess if it was that situation, possibly, I feel like a normal reaction is also, um, Oh my God, what did she want? <laughs> like, what'd she say? You know, like that, I think that's what I would have said, but I just, but you're right. They probably already had so many discussions about her and she knew that she was, they were done. Um, but I thought that was really sweet when she said, are you okay? But they, they were very adorable. They were, was, they were. I liked all, I mean, were you happy with all three couples that were engaged? Yeah. I, I liked Riley and, mm-hmm. 
Marissa. Marissa. Um, yeah. Riley seemed to be the most nervous about everything. Uh, I liked I like Riley um, and I like Marissa. Marissa seemed really nervous about the whole thing, too. I, th- I think Marissa just seemed like she wanted somebody to really like her. <laughs> I think Marissa gets in her head a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. But they were very cute because I thought Riley's thing about I see like I want I always picture Sunday morning and I see Sunday morning with you. That yeah, you're, you're my Sunday morning. Yeah, that was cool. that was like the sweetest thing. And um, I mean, I don't know how long Mari. I mean, I don't know. I guess like, the one I was least unsure about would have been Mari and Kenny. Um, I mean, they're all three still together. So. Well, more Mari and Kenny is like a turbulent ride because. Yeah. They hooked up night one. They got together. Well, they didn't, they didn't, well, they didn't, well, they didn't like, they, hook up. They didn't hook up, but they 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 dated. They were together, and then yeah, what's her name came along. The little Demi Demi uh, came along, and then Kenny and her hooked up, and then Mari mm-hmm. just you know had to do her thing and threw a cake in the fire, and <laughs> uh, it was it was turbulent. But then you could see that Kenny and Mari. Uh, just kind of had a connection and that connection grew over time. And Kenny, you know, you kind of sympathize with Kenny as kind of like, dude, he is a hot dude. He's cool. He's fun. And he's never going to settle down, but he wants to, but everybody expects him not to. But then when he finds somebody who's, you know, 15 years, his junior (laughs) that likes him and she wants somebody like that, it just, there's so many things on the surface that are like, is this, would this work out? But then they proved everybody wrong that, wow, they were meant for each other. And he, I don't know if you noticed, he has never been in love with another, a girl. Like, I mean, yeah. he's never been in love. That was his first time. So that also says something at 40 years old, that is his first love. No, I, that is, uh, he, you, you wait long enough, you wait for the right one. So right. you find so I hope it works out. But um, in addition to the ones who got engaged, we saw two couples break up um, that are now currently together, uh, Becca and Thomas, which (laughs) is crazy to me as far as, let's just say, I think Thomas got himself a little bit of redemption because he was such a villain and turns out he's not even the worst guy. (laughs) No, not at all. And like, you, when you see Thomas and everything, you you just when you see him on previous season and in this, you're just like, oh man, do you trust him? Is it an act? Yeah. I think like when he broke down, he really wanted to work with Becca. It seemed like that was real. And if they're yeah, together to right tell. now, it seems like it's going on. You know, like it's I'm very uh, hesitant about their relationship just right. because Thomas is Thomas, but you know, who knows? I love Becca. I think Becca is a very genuine, awesome person. I don't know if you could tell from her on Paris. She's cool. Like she is just such a cool girl. Like um, she does not need paradise by no means. I mean, I'm not saying any of these people need paradise, but I just, um, I listen to her podcast too. So I just think that if she sees something in Thomas, I hope he does not hurt her. I'm hesitant. The only thing that throws me off about Thomas, and I'm a big person who looks for this, but when people cry, I look for the tears. And right. when Thomas left in the car, he was crying, but I didn't see no tears. And I, it was just a little bothersome to me. However, I do think, I mean, they're still together now. And so, um, you know, I'm going to trust her judgment for now. 
And as long as she's happy, I'm happy for her. Uh, but I will tell you the couple that, oh, and okay, before I get to my favorite, favorite couple besides Joe and Serena, uh, side people that are also still together, Chris and Alana. If you remember Chris, it was the guy that like screwed over Jacenia, like right when that mm-hmm. girl came in. Yep. Well, him and that girl are still together and they're happy. So do you know who else is still together that I think is one of the best couples? Yeah. Uh, Abigail and Noah. No, not them. Who? Aaron and. Oh. <laughs> Why are you rolling your eyes? I don't like Aaron. I don't like what Aaron. about what about his 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 man friend, his boyfriend? I like James. After Paradise, I did like James. James is a pretty seen... great dude. Aaron James is cool. a little wishy-washy, but James is a great dude. But I <laughs> love seeing Aaron and James leave together. Like, that was cool. I mean, it was fine. I, I just, I really have a, I don't like Aaron like at all. I do. James redeemed himself for me. He does seem like a really cool dude. He seems nice. He seems respectful. Um, I just think that Aaron is very shady and hypocritical and he creates drama. Like he has, no, he's that person that cannot wait to confront somebody and get in your face. And I just don't like people like that. I don't like, I don't like drama. So I, I don't like people who are confrontational and he's a very confrontational person. I just can't he, stand that. He is, he is. But yes, uh, that, that, that was a funny corny moment, but yes, with mm-hmm. Noah and Abigail, it didn't seem like they were going to work out. Like they were together the whole show and then they broke up, you know, basically last episode almost. And then, and they showed at the very end during the credits that they are together now. So, or at least working on it. So no, they are, they're more than that. They downplayed it. They are in love. They both posted videos saying like, I love you. He put, he said, turns out you are my person, all this stuff. So I guess he really wanted to see what it was like outside of paradise. And he probably found out after a couple dates or a date and, well, I was going to ask you, don't you think it's possible? Like, if you notice, Noah said the only reason Noah broke up, I, he had to just told her he was falling in love with her. And Abigail literally said nothing to it. He said right. she said nothing. Don't you think like if a guy sleeps on that the next day, he might get in his head and be like, well, if she didn't say anything to me saying I'm falling in love with you, maybe she's not my person. Yeah, no, I'm going to back off. I'm not going to force that. Right. And I think that he got in his own head. I think he was like, he played it all cool that night. I mean, she literally laid in that hammock and didn't say anything to it. No, that was on her. That was a big mistake. Even Wells called her out. Yeah. 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 And like, how's he supposed to know you're about to say I'm falling in love with you too. Like after this whole day and night and stuff, like, I just think that he got in his own head because she didn't, she wasn't giving him anything. He was like, yeah, we're probably not right for each other. Cause she's not. And you know, she even said right at their first date, she puts guys in the friend zone. So thank God they went back out in the real world. And I guess they, I don't know, they worked out now. They're super cute. Now I like follow their love story. Cause I'm like obsessed with it. <laughs> that's all my favorite right. part after paradise is done to follow all the couples so far. It's crazy that they're all still together, but I keep waiting. Like who might break up? <laughs> Who's going to break right. up first. So that's for paradise over for a year. Who what's next in the bachelor nation? 
Okay. So just one other thing to add is that um, they didn't do a reunion. They just did the social media posts and ending like little thing, which I will say, I actually like that. I think it was a little less stressful than um, an actual uh, full on reunion. And then I'll have to like create drama or anything. So that was good. Um, but uh, after that, starting next week, Michelle season of the bachelorette begins next week. Yep. Next week. Next week. Next week. Next Tuesday. Holy shit. Isn't that crazy? They just, they're doing this so we can talk about it on our podcast. I feel like. I guess so. It's like barely a break. It's just like, boom, boom, boom. So yeah, Michelle season's next. I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully it'll be just as crazy and weird as Katie's season. I doubt it, but hopefully. And they already have, um, for people who don't know this, they've already casted the next Bachelor for Michelle's season. They picked a guy that they the producers fell in love with. Um, this, that's the first time they outside of picking Matt, um, just because like was kind of a diversity thing, but also he was like an early beloved like Tyler Cameron's fan, friend and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the first time they are picking like someone from the season this early but apparently producers say he's such a great guy his name is um clayton something he looks like a very basic white dude uh but i'm assuming his personality must be extremely lovable to already like pick him as bachelor clayton bigsby is that his last name no it's not his last name for those who are listening that get that reference you're welcome Susan mm. will look it up later and realize that it's a joke. Uh, I'll probably forget <laughs> about that, but okay. <laughs> so that's Bachelor in Paradise uh, finale. I'm happy the way it ended. Go Me Serena too. and Joe. Go Marissa and Riley and go Mari and Kenny. We yes. hope we wish you the best. Um, and then our next episode, we'll probably be talking about the first episode of Michelle's season of The Bachelorette. Woo! So let's move on to our main event of the podcast, our Halloween podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Susan, take it away. Well, I guess and I want to make sure this was right. I was thinking, are we talking about biggest scares that from a movie or TV show that yeah. like got us? Yeah, because we've done a Halloween episode before yeah. last year, and I think mm-hmm. we just talked about our favorite horror movies maybe our favorite Halloween candy and our favorite costumes, but we haven't talked about like the best scares in a movie, those jump scares that you're just like, oh shit. Yeah, well, I would say my best scares are definitely, uh, well, the ring. The ring got me for sure. Um, I would say the, just like the girl crawling out of the TV when I was a kid watching that in theaters, like I remember sitting in my theater seat, we, a big group of us all went to see it. And I felt like I couldn't like scoot back far enough from my, like the screen. Like I was just like, ah, ah the thing is coming at me. And I mean, I couldn't fall asleep that night at all. Um, <laughs> uh, I will say recently I watched the movie intrusion intrusion, which is on Netflix has Frida Pinto and, um, Logan something. What's his name? I can't even think of his name. Uh, but there is a scene in that movie that I didn't even like expect. I, it, I, I didn't even know where it was coming from, but, um, 
it just scared the crap out of me. And she's just having a dream. And um, it's so unexpected. And I, I screamed. I screamed at home. Um, also. What's your scream sound like at home when you're watching something? Like, it's like this, like. <laughs> like, I think it's like that. Also, I don't know if you remember, and I don't even know if this, it's not necessarily a horror, but I remember, I don't think, I don't know if I screamed out loud, but I saw a press screening for Nocturnal um, Animals. I think it was Nocturnal Animals. That was the one That's with Amy Adams. Movie. Yes, yes, yes. Wonderful. It was my number four that year. Um, such a good movie. But there is a scene, I don't know if you can remember it, where she's looking at her baby monitor and Aaron Taylor Johnson just like shows his face and like, oh, yeah, like, it's like it's so unexpected. And I think I would have screamed. I like definitely did. But this other critic in the theater, this girl like screamed. She literally goes she's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, oh, my God. It was like a day screening. It was only like five of us in there. And I was like, oh, my God. It was like that with the the scare. I will never forget that like scare. It was horrifying um i i just i i've screamed in movie theaters i think i definitely got scared um in like conjuring films and um even recently we watched uh the night house even just at our house yep do you, you didn't like it did you or did no you i like i love the night house Oh, okay. Highly recommended. Okay. Well, I was so scared during that movie. And there was two parts that I, um, I screamed like just from like, there's, there was quite a bit. So that had some scares. Um, I know I, uh, get jumpy just from slashers in general, but there's quite a bit TV shows are hard to remember what got me. I know. I, I know American horror story has gotten me for sure a few times. Um, but yeah, I think those are mine. What about you? So my first one, I'm going to mention for all the horror movie buffs out there. Uh, there's a movie called the exorcist three, um, is the third exorcist movie came out in the nineties. Um, all I have to mention is that movie. And for those who've seen that movie know that's like one of the biggest fucking jump scares ever. Oh my goodness. Uh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to say that. I'm not going to say anything about it. Just exorcist three, that uh, jump scare in that movie is highly mwah, chef's kiss. Okay. Um, a TV show, a recent one actually was, the Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. Oh, I hear that, yeah. And there is a scene in one of the episodes that, like, okay, so horror movies, like, so like The Conjuring, mm -hmm. there's, or other horror movies of this recent age where, you know, somebody's going down a dark hallway or looking in a room and it's real quiet and you're expecting a jump scare and the jump scare comes and you still jump. That's mm -hmm. kind of the, the formula for it. But in this episode of Haunting of Hill House, which is all kind of psychological horror, mm -hmm. um, there is a fucking jump scare that is just out of nowhere. And it's hard for me to get jump scared. Yeah. I flew out of the couch, out of oh, my clothes, running okay. down the street, streaking. I was that scared. Uh, it 
Susan, if you haven't seen Haunting of Hill House, it's actually uh, a, a fantastic show. It's amazing. It's emotional. It's scary. But there's this jump scene that is just Jesus. Okay, so another one, a one from the 80s, the original Poltergeist movie with the kid and his toy clown. Mm-hmm. When he's looking for it under the bed and it's not there and it comes up and the clown's right behind him and grabs him. And it's just like, that's that's a big jump scare right there. And let's see what else. I'm trying to think of another great uh, jump scare that is also awesome. I guess those are going to be my three to name right off the bat. Yeah. I mean, uh, I know there's so many. It's hard to think of a lot of I mean, I've I'm an easily skittish person, so I, so many things scare me. Right. I, I, I think those are like the 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 really big ones right there, exorcist three haunting of Hill house and poltergeist with that jump scare is just, they're, they're both, they're all three really good. Um, mm-hmm. And I, and I like that. And I, and I, you know what I remember seeing, so I saw ring goo, hmm. uh, the, the original Japanese ring. And then I saw the American version in the theater. And I remember sitting in the theater when she crawled out of the television Oh God! because you can't escape it. It's how it's filmed. And you think that it's going to be edited in such a way that she kind of pops out of the screen immediately. Uh But no, it's like the slow crawling out and her creepily crawling. And it's just like, what? I can't escape this. What? She ain't going to come and get me. What? (laughs) And like, that's some scary shit. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt when I watched Ring, the for original. Like it's like you feel like you're trapped and she's gonna come and get you. No, that's a that's a that's a great one. Um so yeah, the jump scares. If you want jump scares, go see that. Uh go go watch those elements. Um mm-hmm. super good. What else we got on the docket for this Halloween episode? Well, then we're going to talk about um, what we think is going to be the the popular Halloween costumes this year. You got any ideas of what people are going to be dressing up as a lot? Fuck yes. Okay, what? Squid Game all the way. Netflix Squid Game. The tracksuits, the masks, all of it. It's Squid Game all the way. Wow. So you think all the way Squid Game. Okay, see, I was actually going to say I wouldn't be surprised if we see some Ted Lassos. I, okay. And that's another great, I didn't even think of that. Mm-hmm. And yes, we will see the mustache. We will see the soccer yep. uniforms. It's an easy, it's an easy uh, at home one. Yeah. An easy at home one. You can do the soccer players. You can be mm-hmm. Keely. You can be, I mean, Rebecca will be awesome. Roy. Like I bet we could see some Keely and Roy's. Um, gosh. I mean, Hello. I'm sure there's still going to be some tiger Kings. <laughs> I forgot about Tiger King. Well, Man, was that was a year. different time and place, Susan. That seems just so long last ago. year. I it know. seems so long ago that Tiger King was our savior from a quarantine. It really <laughs> does feel like forever ago. You are right, though. It's... Like that doesn't seem like. Yeah, like, I don't know. That's Do you... crazy. Do you think we'll see any like Space Jam basketball uniforms? Do you think we'll see any like stuff like the Green Knight of a tree or uh, I'd be shocked if we saw a Green Knight. I, I think Space Jam, Space Jam for sure. What other big movies or TV shows really captured this year? Besides, I mean, Ted Lasso has been on for two years, but really took hold this year. Yeah, that's why I feel like we'll see the Halloween costumes this year because it wasn't really 
I don't think it was anything last year to really, like you said, especially with the Emmy wins, you know? Yes. Um, Do you think we'll see a return of like Sopranos with the Saints of Newark or no? Maybe. Or do you think we'll see uh, like maybe because it comes out next year, but since people are so in anticipation of it, Matrix, Ghostbusters, since they're both coming out here in a little bit. Maybe Matrix. I could see, um, hell, maybe even a Scream resurgence with the new trailer. Right, right. People um, want to do ghost face. And that's a pretty easy costume to find. Yeah, yeah. The ghost face is such an easy one. Uh, I really think it's going to oh, be a lot of that. What huh. about Shang-Chi? Oh, Shang- Marvel? Shang-Chi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're right. I Actually, you're right. I could see that. I could see Shang-Chi and I could see um, Cruella. Maybe Cruella. Oh, Cruella, I was at the Halloween store the other day and I definitely saw a ton of Cruella stuff at the Spirit mm-hmm. Halloween. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a great one. Cruella mm-hmm. that would be awesome because th- that whole movie is about costumes. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. That would be a really good one if someone could do that well. If that uh, movie you're... doesn't fucking win awards for best costume design, I'm going to riot. I mean, I would think it really should. It did some wonderful costumes, but yeah, I would see... Disney is a way to go is a good even um, Jungle Cruise like because Disney the, it's so easy for um, you know it's just a popular like at least when I was a kid it was always some it was usually like some Disney outfit or very like you know something something like that so maybe maybe that I think okay. Corella and uh, Shang-Chi would be some pretty big ones though Um Okay. Maybe a lot of Black Panthers, too, just in honor of Chadwick Boseman. True, true. I could see that as well. So let's say you have $50,000 in your bank account strictly to dress up for Halloween. <sighs> what are you going to dress up as to use $50,000 professionally made up, you know, movable arms or whatever? What are you going to do? Mm, $50,000. I tell you, I wouldn't want to waste it on a Halloween costume. (laughs) (laughs) But if I, if I, if it can only be spent on a Halloween costume this year, I guess the, a really cool one. Um, I think, I think it'd be really cool to have like a, either like a perfect looking like jasmine maybe that would be really neat but i always thought it'd be more fun being like um like i actually really like wonder woman but i always like i I guess wonder woman a really good wonder woman so you want a wonder woman and you want an actual golden lasso that tells the truth please yeah with that fifty thousand dollars (laughs) yeah all right what about you i mean i i feel like i want to be the tree from the green knight Really? Yeah. Or do a human centipede type of thing where I can oh, convince God. two people to do human centipede and crawl around place to place. Gross. <laughs> do, would you think anything else that I wanted to I thought to do? you were going to say uh, that guy that you uh, from Silence of the Lambs. Oh, Buffalo. Oh, shit. I could do that. Fucking yeah. 50 cents. I just have to get a little <laughs> silk robe and that's basically it. Yeah, yeah. I have to tuck in. I mean, unless I really wanted to do the actual procedure, which he doesn't do in the movie. He just tucks it under. Yeah. (laughs) But Buffalo Bill, yes, I will do that one of these days. 
before I'm too old. <laughs> okay, great, great. Just invite uh, me to that party. <laughs> oh, God, For didn't that. you used to throw Halloween parties? Yeah, I definitely had Halloween parties. Yeah. I haven't done one in a long time. Well, mm-hmm. I guess the last one was, I mean, with before COVID. So oh. I'm going to have to. So there is a Halloween party happening uh, on the 30th. So not sure yet what's happening, but I'm not throwing it. But once the whole COVID thing is over and safe and all that stuff, there will be another Halloween party and it will be dress up style. Actually, probably if I wanted to do $50,000 worth of stuff, I would do an actual recreation of Frankenfurter from Rocky. That's actually what I thought you were going to say. I legit thought you were going to say Frankenfurter. Yeah. Yeah, Frankenfurter, Rocky Horror Picture Show. I want, Uh I God, I want to be Tim Curry in that role so badly. (laughs) I, I, you, you can do it, Brian. That's fine. I, I know I can. (laughs) <laughs> well speaking of that uh what horror film do you think would make the best uh adult parody just because that movie is very sexual already it's true so what <laughs> horror film would make the best adult parody oh my well right off the top of my head i've got to say the disney film hocus pocus <laughs> <laughs> Because you've got three witches, you've got a dead dude, and it can go all sorts of ways. Like, because if you're making an adult film, you can have fun with the story, take liberties, such as these women want to be younger, so they have Mm -hmm. to kill children. Well, there's another way to go about that in an adult film, which would be even funnier, I think, because it'd be a straight comedy. But when you have three women and you have a dead dude in there and some other people in the background, it makes for a good two hour film. I don't know. That's where I'm going with this. I mean, the costumes alone would be amazing. The hair pieces. I love it. And I had actually liked to see Bette Midler, Kathy Najimy and Sarah Jessica Parker in this reimagined movie all right okay (laughs) that's that i mean i guess if you're gonna call it that if you if you consider that a horror film (laughs) but that i guess it's a halloween Halloween movie it's a horror movie right i mean no it's not a horror but the first five minutes of that movie is these witches killing kids it's crazy and then yeah yeah them being killed it's nuts that's a horror movie which really reminds me of, I don't know if you see this parody of um, Mary Poppins, this Mary Poppins trailer where they, they call it Scary Mary. Yes. Have you seen it? I, I love when the internet does that. Like they uh-huh. did, they redid The Shining. The Shining is a romantic like a, comedy. A comedy. Yeah. So good. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one too. Those were the two best ones actually was Scary Mary and The Shining. Yeah. I think they've done a What About Bob one because that, you know, What About Bob's a great, comedy movie with bill murray but they made it to so like he's like actually sadistic and crazy it made it scary (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah no that's uh i like that i like the scary mary thing yeah i was like well you're gonna go that route you can do scary mary but the only other thing i i thought of was maybe the exorcism but i think i might be thinking the exorcism because there's one of what is it scary movie that already shows 
there's there's a there's a weird gross parody movie already that makes fun of the exorcist in like a sexual way anyways and i was like that's always been stuck in my head that she's like gets when she gets demented she's already kind of like well yeah scary movie did do that and i mean the original exorcist is very sexual like there are moments in that movie that are yeah, it's beyond words, really. Yes, that movie is on. I I can't rewatch it. By the way, I don't want to rewatch it. I already felt like watching it the first time was like wrong. It's kind of falls under the whole like Ouija board thing. So ah, I know it's a scary movie. Which that's what something you don't mess with are Ouija boards. Fuck no, I don't want to mess with that. That I mean, it's funny because like, what do you believe in? Do you believe in all this? Do you believe in that? Do you not believe in that? There's something about the Ouija boards and all of that that freak me out. And that's because of the movies. It's because of the that's why she got um, possessed is because she messed with the Ouija board. Um, I don't know if that was because of the Ouija board, but it definitely invited it into the house. That's how I mean, that's how she was talking with Captain Howdy. Uh, but definitely in paranormal activity, that's how it became inside the house for real uh whatever i don't mess with that you play you play you mess with the ouija board spirits come Uh, yeah they're not invited i'm with you i don't want to do it Eh. um so yeah was is your answer the exorcist yeah that's gonna be exorcist but and i want to go further and i want to go uh i'm gonna say tremors as an adult film oh i could see that just giant big sandworms definitely, definitely <laughs> With, and i true. want kevin bacon in the movie <laughs> yeah and reba mcintyre and it's like even um and you have to have a uh, uh michael gross family ties dad because in the movie he says we've got two mother humpers i repeat uh, two mother humpers that's what he calls them and two uh mother humpers wow yeah. so yeah tremors because i think that would be really funny you know just you know really like really shitty like you know five thousand dollar budget and just like somebody uh-huh. dressed as a sandworm that they just like crafted backstage that's <laughs> actually probably the best one to be completely honest because of that like <laughs> well because i'm also thinking how like phallic they look as yeah, well for so, sure yeah i i could really see that i think that might be the best answer is is tremors tremors so yes if you're listening to this please get us Uh, on our social medias and let us know what your uh suggestion is what horror movie do you want to see made into an adult film because that would be just we just want to know and if you let us know we will mention them on the air next show yeah (laughs) for sure for sure but um yeah should we should we get into our blind watch let's do blind watch i love blind watch (laughs) Because we had, so last week's Blind Watch I picked, and it was by far the best movie we've ever watched. Oh, is that what? Yeah, and by best movie, I mean worst. Yes, yeah, (laughs) exactly, exactly. It was the worst, by far. (laughs) What was the movie again? The Mutation. Oh, yeah, The Mutation. I'm telling you, the trailer looked like it was going to be so fucking terrible. It was going to be amazingly funny to watch. And I thought it would be, I thought it would be a lot more fun. I think what made it, what made it so bad was the acting was so terrible. Like, I mean, the worst acting, 
like frozen stoic people that didn't know how to move. Nobody and knew what type of movie they were in. Like, yeah, they took it too seriously. <laughs> it was it was like, well, and that like main woman just drove me nuts. Like I couldn't stand her because she literally like this is how she delivered lines. She just frozen still no facial expression. What are you doing here? I don't know. I'm so scared. Like all these things, like it's just so bad. And then like the restaurant scene where nobody does anything. Like I'm telling you, we're gonna be talking about this restaurant scene for years, and I think it's gonna become one of our favorite scenes. That scene is is gonna like stay because I've never seen such little reaction to like things happening. Like like people would leave, but we are now digressing and going back on our last time blind watch. And we need to be talking about deadly illusions. My pick. Yes. <laughs> deadly <laughs> Illusions, Susan. Yeah. Illusions. Which I will say, you know, I was bummed about this one, but I ended up, I was torn between deadly illusions and this other Netflix movie called what lies below. And I thought, Oh man, I messed up with picking deadly illusions. I ended up watching what lies below. You're welcome, Brian. <laughs> You're welcome that I didn't put you through that one because I think you. this Thank was you. better. Oh, this was what lies below was absolute garbage. It was so bad. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Well, I guess Deadly Illusion wasn't so bad, but it was yeah. it just a lot of it just it makes you question everything. There's not a huge payoff, but no. It's, I'm telling you, this movie is called Deadly Illusion. It should have been called Oral Sex for All. <laughs> there was a lot of that in the film. Um, there, there was. I, yeah. There was parts of this movie where I was texting with Susan and, you know, we're both watching it late at night and I'm just like, Susan, thank you. Thank you, Susan. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Thank well, you, Susan. Well, Susan, okay, thank you. He's leaving out. He's liking it because of the woman-on-woman <laughs> relationship. That's why. But like they were getting naked. They were getting in the pool. They were dancing. They were, I was like, oh my God, what did Susan Doing pick stuff out for us? <laughs> I, so I thought the film was going to be like the movie, the movie Chloe starring um, Amanda Seyfried and um, Julianne Moore. I thought it was going to be very similar to that storyline where um, maybe this, this girl was obsessed with the, um, the woman of the house and she was going to uh, try to seduce the husband and get good with the kids, but ultimately because she wanted to be with the woman and have be good with the kids, but get rid of the man later or something like that. But that was not really the case. This movie, I don't even know how you would describe it. It was just this author who had writer's block and played by Kristen Davis. And she hires a nanny, a live-in nanny or not live-in nanny, but a, a nanny to take care of her kids uh, because when she gets to writing, she becomes a different person and she does not have time for her family. And it, but the problem is you don't know what's real and what's illusion. And, <laughs> and I will tell you, I still don't know what was real and what was illusion because they don't really specify. I'm pretty sure that none of it was an illusion, but the illusion was that she was too 
she had multiple personalities, you know, right. like she, she was playing the same person in the deadly part came in like in the last like five minutes of the movie. So I was like, where's the deadly part of this? Yeah, I I was I was honestly disappointed with this film. Um, I was a little bit happy in the beginning. I was excited just because I was like, "Ooh, this looks like a lifetime movie on crack. And I like Kristen Davis. The acting was obviously uh, better than mutation. <laughs> so that was good. I mean, you've got Dylan McDermott in it, too. So uh, <laughs> or wait, no, wait, I always get it wrong. It was Dermot Mulroney. Damn it. I can't get their Dylan names. McDermott and Dermot Mulroney. No, they're it, the it was, same person, right? It was Dermot Mulroney. <laughs> Roni playing Dylan McDermott in the yes. movie. <laughs> That's what it is. It's Dermot Mulroney. Um, for people who aren't sure which one I'm talking about, it's the one who is in my best friend's wedding. And um, Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, come on. Everyone knows him as best friend wedding. But um, yeah, he he's been making some interesting choices for his films lately. He's just uh, saying yes. He's just saying yes, because that dude is a talented actor and so is Kristen Davis. But clearly they lost a bet and decided to do this movie. And it was. It wasn't good. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It wasn't good. I think we had enough fun with it, which I think we could have fun with it. So I think that that made it more enjoyable, like than say our last blind watch where I was just like, this isn't even really like fun. This is just dumb. Yeah. But I don't know. What are your thoughts? I mean, I would have never watched this yeah. if it weren't for you. And I'm glad that we watched it together. Like, it's just fun watching these movies with you and talking them, talking yeah. through them. And like, it's like, and I'm glad I watched it because it's a movie. It's like, okay, it's a different take on this multiple personality done. Not well. No, still, so badly. I enjoyed it. Like, I mean, I'm sad to see the Shinola uh, go by way of scissors. <laughs> I'm sad to see Dermot Mulroney, who, of course, I know, I know he's not in quantum leap. I'm just making a joke, but uh, he, you know, get sliced up to bits. Like, you know, it's like, it's just like stuff like that. I'm like, Oh shit, shit, shit's happening. And by the end of the film, there's like a little, not redemption per se, but like, there's like a wholesomeness to it of how they ended it. Um, but also as they're ending it wholesomely, mm -hmm. like the last shot is like, Oh shit, shit can get crazy again. Uh, it, yeah, Deadly Illusion that was so was, weird. Yeah, it was really weird. It Deadly Illusion was very is like just not the a good title for this movie. I did, no, however, yeah. I mean, it's kind of I mean, Lifetime on Crack is good, or maybe even like softcore Showtime stuff because like there the amount of like oral sex and sex going on in this show was crazy. Like there's like you know, there's there's hand stuff like it. I was blown away by when you said lifetime on crack. I didn't expect like this was like almost R, if not R rated. So yeah, I was I was happy with it. I mean, would I watch it again? Yeah, I will watch this before I watch the mutation again. Sure, exactly. That's like the best way to put it. Is I think what Deadly Illusion has going for it right now with us is that we are watching it after the mutation, and because of that. It had 
lower, we had lower expectations. So it didn't have to live up to as high of a standard as maybe our other blind watches. So I'm kind of like, ah, it, it is what it is. I was still disappointed. I don't think it's a good movie. I think it's, there is some questionable acting in there, mostly due to the, to the script. Um, but I mean, I, I don't recommend it though. I think there is so much better content out there. So you don't need to waste your time, but for us, because we could text and it was better than our last movie. Yeah. It was, it was a decent enough watch for us. Yes. Yes. It was decent enough. So yeah, that's our blind watch. Uh, don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the next episode will be my pick. Um mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're only going to go up from here, folks. We already went up with Deadly Illusions. So, I, yeah, exactly. I, I think we so. might have hit rock bottom with, <laughs> with the mutation. But, I think uh, so. We're better people for it. Um, <laughs> so now we're on to our last segment the honorable mentions, the movies and television we're watching now that we just want to tell you about. Right mm-hmm. now, first off, if you haven't watched it, you're one of the very few. You're in the minority here if you haven't watched Squid Games. It's on Netflix. It's the biggest television show ever made anywhere, everywhere. Squid Is Games. Is that true? Really? The biggest television show? Uh, yeah, there's been articles about it. It's like the biggest television. It's like the most viewers, anything, anywhere, everywhere. Mm. Like Squid Game. It, it, it's awesome. It's really good. Um Watch Squid Games, please. It's amazing. So mm-hmm. what else do we have on this list? Um, well, I just had to uh, give a shout out to the Ted Lasso finale, season finale, because it really was so good. Season two was, in my opinion, even better than season one. Um, and I love season one. I could rewatch the whole series, both of them. Um, just such a good show. And they do things with characters that particularly one character that I really loved. And now at the end, it's like, wow, I just can't believe what they're doing. Um, yeah. I'm very much excited because season three is going to be its final season, right? Correct. With these characters. Yes. What do you mean with these characters? Well, there's talk about like, if they do a fourth season, it'll be a different cast, like with different characters somewhere. Oh, okay. Well, imagine when like, we Ted Lasso. Well, I, if it's Ted Lasso, he's going to go somewhere else. Most likely oh. it's going to be a new team, new place or something like that. Hmm. That's so, interesting. I mean, if they wrap it up perfectly, they wrap it up perfectly. I'm, I'm yeah. into it. But yeah, season two, I echo Susan. It's better than the first one. I loved it. The character arcs of everybody, uh, the the Star Wars Sith ending Empire Strikes Back. Oh my goodness. Even with <laughs> like the costumes and everything was amazing. Uh, there's going to be redemption. I know this show. It's going to be great. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. So yes, Ted Lasso, do it. Yeah. And then I mentioned this earlier, but I had like one of my biggest scares from this movie on Netflix called Intrusion starring Frida Pinto. I just think it's a really good Halloween film. I had a lot of fun watching it with uh, two of my friends a couple of weekends ago. And um, I just think it's a very, it's just like the perfect, like mindless horror flick to watch at home for free. So I have to recommend that one. And then also I got to see the last duel. I want to see um, this. I haven't seen it yet. 
I know. I still can't believe Brian didn't go to the press screening because I thought it was really good. And it was right up your alley to watch it. Lots of killing and lots of Matt Damon. Lots of Matt Damon. Um, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck reunite in this film, which is really great to see uh, because I thought uh, Ben Affleck was really funny. And um, but yeah, I I like that. Um, Also, Adam Driver's in there and Jodie Comer, who was in Free Guy. Um, Did you watch Free Guy yet? Yes. And I loved it. Yeah. Free Guy was really good. I guess I should mention that one. That was a great um, that was a really good movie. Uh, But yeah, I really liked The Last Duel Uh, is really Ridley Scott film. I love the way he told the story. I really did like that one. Um, I can't wait for Brian to see it. Uh, also, um, I plan on watching this tomorrow. Brian already saw it, but Venom, you said it, the sequel's good, right? So you're seeing Venom 2 tomorrow? Yes. Have yeah. you seen the first one? Yeah. And yeah, I hated it. Yeah, I, I hated, hated it. I hated it too. My God. It was in my like top five worst because I was like, is this a romantic comedy? Like, what is this movie? Well, it just was bad. And so they so listened bad. to everybody and they made a 90 minute action comedy movie between the relationship of Venom and Tom Hardy. Uh, and it's excellent and funny and great and action packed. Uh, it was good. It, like it is straight and to the point. Good goodness. Like it's just and like, Woody oh. Harrelson. Pretty good. Oh, yeah. He's over the top. Great. You know, he's a bad guy. It's, it's yeah. wonderful. He has he has layers too to him. Like they got his, you know, you feel sympathy for him. But uh, yeah, it's good. And like literally before you can breathe and blink, they're in the main fight already. And it's just like, oh, man, this is what I came here for. I don't need this exposition. Yeah. Or just stuff. Yeah. Like cut it down. This is the movie to do. It's fun. Great. I'm super stoked for it. Um, I, I like Trevor keeps giving me a hard time. I was like, you just think it's gonna be so good because of Woody Harrelson. I'm like, I don't think it's gonna be so good. I just think it's gonna be like, uh, like so much better than its like predecessor because that first film sucked. It did so, suck. Yeah, no, this like, one's way better. Yeah. So I'm like excited to watch it, which, and another film we need to catch. I know that you already saw, we plan to watch that in theaters probably the week after is no time to die, which I guess you really liked. No, I actually did not really like this. No, no. I, I didn't you give you it a liked good review. It. It's okay. I know. I didn't give it a good review. Oh, no, huh. I, um, it's way too long. It's three hours. And Right. There's there's good elements to it, but they're flashes of elements. There's like five writers of the movie, and it just feels like a different movie every five minutes. And Uh-oh. there's parts of it I like, but the main villain of the movie is uh, Rami Malek, and yeah. he doesn't show up until until like the second or like hour three, basically. And what? his character makes no goddamn sense. He doesn't have a motive. He doesn't have, there's no point to him at all. And it's, 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 it's bad. Uh, How they ended is it's okay. It's, you know, it's whatever. I, it's the third best Daniel Craig bond, but. So what's, what is missing? What is the, so it's the third. What is the first two? Oh, Skyfall and Casino Royale are better but okay. Spectre, Spectre and Quantum of Solace aren't really great movies. Uh-huh. Um, 
So this is better than those, but again, this is three hours. It's a slog. Um, I mean, you're going to see it. Everybody's going to see it because it's la- Daniel Craig's last and you're just going to come out like, eh, that was yeah. just could have been shorter and it could have been better. Uh, I'm not looking forward to the uh, runtime that I'm kind of like, ugh. no, you'll be but. checking your watch and phone constantly. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of that, the other movie that is on the list that we just saw yesterday is Dune. That should be coming out October 22nd on HBO Max. So and theaters. yes, my review will post tomorrow of it. Mm-hmm. And Dune. So, having slept on it, having thought about it, it's a super impressive movie, but it's heavily flawed, but still impressive. The problem with Dune is that nobody cared to tell its audience that it was a part one of a two part movie where yeah. part two will probably not get made. And Part one is literally slow character building, development, and world building with like maybe 10 minutes out of its two and a half hour runtime of fun and action. It takes itself very seriously. Very seriously. There's no jokes or no fun in the movie. Except for Jason Momoa. Except, I agree, except for Jason Momoa, who knows what movie he's in. Yeah. And... But that being said, the acting is incredible. The set pieces are incredible. The cinematography is like art gallery type stuff. Like Oscar worthy. Yeah. yeah. It's an impressively told, well done, well played movie. It's just that they did not mark. It's not a full movie at all. Like, no, <laughs> you're it's like, not. And that, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. There's no payoff because mm-hmm. they're waiting for the second movie. And they're only going to make a sequel if this makes a ton of money, which I don't see it making because it does not cater to all audiences. This caters to sci-fi buffs because it plays itself smart. You have to pay attention and it's long and it's not energetic and playful at all. So I don't see a lot of people going to see this. I mean, even though it's made decent money right now, I just, I don't, it has to make like 500, 600 million dollars to get a sequel. And I don't see it doing that unless, unless a miracle happens. Cause I do want to see a sequel. Cause I think this is where we'll get the big action set pieces. We'll get the big emotional moments, but yeah, that's not this movie. <laughs> see, I, so I, I disagree that you, like, I think it will absolutely get a sequel. Um, there are so many already diehard fans. Like many people are like looking forward to watching this movie. So I think they'll have the, they're, they're lucky that people will want to watch the first one. Um, so I think they'll get what they need for the first to make a sequel. Um, is there more to it besides the second one? Are they going to make like multiple films? So allegedly they're doing a TV series, but I don't know when or where that's going to take place. If it's like oh. beforehand or it's going to be way after, but this second part will be like the story. So the, the movie is based on a book from the sixties uh-huh. and part one is the first half of the book. The second part is supposed to be the second half of the book. So, yeah. you know, when the 1980s Dune came out, um, 
there was a big hoopla over it because it ended up being directed by somebody who wasn't supposed to make it. Like the they made a documentary about this, Jord- mm-hmm. Jordorowski's Dune, because Alejandro Jordorowski was going to make this movie. It was going to be like a nine-hour film. Oh, good and God. it was all the crew on it were the same people that were that went on to make Star Wars and Aliens and all sorts of big fucking movies. Mm-hmm. Before they did that, they were working on Jordorowski's Dune and the studio wouldn't finance his vision. So this documentary is about that. And they made the 1980s version, which is polarizing with fans still to this day. A lot of people hate it. Some people like it. But now with this new one, it's it's a vision for sure. And it's Denise's mm-hmm. vision. Denise, yeah, Denise Vin- I, or whatever. I want... I wanted the whole movie and like none of the marketing says this is part one until you actually get to a theater or see it on HBO when it says part one. So I did not realize that either. I didn't realize that I was watching like a full on, like I thought it was going to be something, you know, I've seen things that are trilogies, but there's like a, a beginning and end to like, okay, so this is the first, like, it was more action packed, like especially for a first one, especially to really hook the audience. Cause like, you know, I, I, it brings me back to like hunger games, the very controversial first part of mocking Jay, everybody complained kind of like this, where there was like not really anything happening. But at that point I was already invested because I was given for me two great, Hunger Games movies, the first one in Catching Fire, that I didn't even mind. I was like, well, I already care about these characters. I'm already invested, so it's okay. And it wasn't two and a half hours long. <laughs> like, I can't remember how long that one was, but it was certainly, it did not feel that long. Um, but I, I just, nothing happens in Dune for the first hour and 20 minutes. First hour and 20 minutes I literally, I was looking at my watch. Um, I know you turned over to me and was like, are you following everything so far? And I was like, yes, <laughs> this is a very slow movie. Like nothing. Has, I mean, I want to be like, there's not much to follow here. It's just a lot of like thinking and dreaming and looking and like. Yeah. A lot like, of conversations in dark hallways and dark rooms, yeah. almost silently. Like it's, there's a lot of that. But when the action does kick in, it fucking slaps. It's good. But it's yes. this first part in two and a half hours, it's just like two and far between. Like it's doesn't it, happen a lot. It's it's what Brian says. I completely agree. It looks beautiful, wonderful cinematography, great special effects. I mean, when they do special effects, like I, I will say, like, if you're wondering if you should go to the theaters or just wait for HBO Max, I mean. I can't, I cannot say you have to watch this in theaters. I just cannot say that. Um, because I think if you have a big screen TV at home and you can watch this movie in silence, that you're just missing out on watching this giant sandworm. Like that's the, that's probably the, the coolest that it looks in theaters is the sandworm. But as far as like action pack sequences, like, this isn't like Avengers or anything like that. Like, you're not going to, it's not like, oh my God, I got to see these. Uh, I have to see these fight scenes on the big screen. No, 
<laughs> these fight scenes, these fight, the few fight scenes there are, are not going to make a difference at home or on the big screen. I would agree with you that the, the, we saw it in Dolby Atmos theater and it sounded really good. The sound was good, but Hans Zimmer's scores like pounding and percussive and it's yeah. So Dune it's, it's impressive. Um, it's you got to get through it though. If you want to do the whole thing, but is it worth it? We don't know yet because there are no plans to make a sequel yet. And that's in, what Brian said is there's no payoff. And I think that's ultimately where it kind of makes you feel like it's just the start of something. And I'm kind of like, again, I'm just going back to Mockingjay part one, where the difference is you have the, you watched two whole movies that felt like a beginning and end of something. And then your third film gives you a first part of something. So it's not that big of a deal. Whereas this, I'm like, this is the first movie you're giving me and introducing these characters and everything. I'm just kind of like, all right. I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead and continue watching, but that's, that's ballsy. That's ballsy for especially people who we we're critics. So that's different. We're gonna stick through it, but not everybody would, will stick with it. Right. No, I don't, I don't, I don't see this movie making its money, <laughs> but yeah. hopefully I'm wrong. Cause I want to see a sequel, but mm-hmm. When will that happen? Will that be two years from now, three years from now? Like, and who will care then? I don't know. They should have filmed them back to back and released one this year, one next year. That's what they They should have condensed the first hour and 20 minutes. Who cares? Like, I agree. I agree. Make a full three hour movie of this and I'd be fine. Yeah. Like, why was that? So, or like, let more happen. It was just so weird. I don't know, but I know we, we've talked long on this before we wrap. I just going to say something, a positive film that I did like lamb. That was, I didn't write that down on the outline, but I did really like lamb. That's movie that right when I saw it, I thought, okay, that was, that was good. That was solid. But the more I think about it, the more I like lamb. Right after I watched Lamb, I was like, holy fucking Moses, I love this movie. Like, oh. top 10 of the year. Okay. This movie, I loved. I, I loved everything about it. It was funny. It was shocking. It was terrifying. It was emotional. Mm-hmm. I loved it. was emotional, yeah. Every bit of it. Uh, and yes, thank you, Lamb. Go see it. A24, consistently making good movies. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. We love you. That's no BS with Brian and Susan, our Halloween episode. Stay scared. Watch all the Friday the 13th. Watch the Halloweens. Watch Nightmare on Elm Streets. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Well, we're, we're Brian and Susan. You can find us everywhere. Look us up online. We're out there, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. We hope you guys have a great Halloween. Trick or treat. Mm -hmm.